I've Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I do not know what happened there. Um, before this I is, just... I don't think this is working. Right, okay, we'll end then. <laughs> carry on, carry on mate, it might be working, I don't know. Well it's come up my thing, yes. I don't know what happened there, that's a fantastic way to skip the count. Don't know what's going on. What, what is going on? What, here, what has happened here? There's no comment. Can people comment, thing? please, in the chat and see is this working? Uh, look, 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 keep <laughs> your comment. It must be working. That was a disaster, by the way. That was an absolute disaster. <laughs> of all nights for me to host a show, honestly. But yes, <laughs> what the let's hell? get. I have no idea what happened. Let's, let's start again. Yes, welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Sorry, we were obviously having technical difficulties in the background there. Um, before I introduce my guests, uh, to support the podcast, you can join the channel for as little as 99p. You can buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All links are in the descriptions below. Now, introducing my guests. First of all, the guy... Working the technical stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> Scott Carney, what a start to the podcast. Just honestly, as good as Rangers' performance this season, isn't it? Yeah, I honestly I've gotten I honestly I've I can't even slightly guess what happened there. That just went very, very, very wrong. All of a sudden we were live and I was like, I don't even know if I clicked to go live. Um yeah, that was a disaster. Um hello everybody. I hope everybody can hear us and everything is okay. It seems like it's working. Uh, so yeah. Sorry about that. We're not a professional podcast, never will claim to be, so yeah. Such is life, mate. You, um, we move, we move, mate. We move. Yeah, Scotia. I wonder if Heart and Hands um, uh, live at Edmondson House tonight. We'll start with a bang like we have tonight. Um, that's um, one for the bluffers for um, end of season party. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I know. I'm sure that Heart and Hands show will be um, echelons above where where we are. No, that was a, a very interesting start to the podcast. I was like, what the hell's going on? And you kind of summed it up there. It sums up Rangers' season. I think that's yeah. uh, so. Taking lead from the team that we all support and follow, and why we're here. But even in you, you also know I hate when stuff like that happens. Like I can't <laughs> stand it. <laughs> I'm like, what? Would happen? Okay, I don't honestly I actually, don't know what happened. I actually thought you were going to bin it at one point. That's why I didn't really speak. Cause I thought you were just going <laughs> to bin it and start it again. We can't. But... That's the thing, though. Even if we bin it and start again, everybody has to go off the one that they're currently oh. on and go to the other one. Like the thing that happens. So yeah. as long as everybody can hear us, we'll carry on regardless. Yes, sorry everyone for the start there, but we will um, we will battle on and um, bring it back. But um, first to discuss is the Hearts game from Wednesday night, the last home game of the season. Rangers have been unbeaten at Ibrox this season. Doesn't feel like it. The amount of games we've been to Ibrox, there's been a lot of dross. We've watched the Ibrox this season. It um, finished two each against Hearts. Me and Carney said it was the greatest hits of Rangers rolled into one game. I think it was. Um, the starting lineup was Alan McGregor on goal, obviously for his final game at Ibrooks. Tav, Suter, King, Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Raskin, Glen Kamara, Cantwell, Fashion Sakala, and um, Alfredo Morelos again for his final game at Ibrooks as well. Scotia, you weren't obviously on the, the post match. What was your thoughts on Wednesday night? I know you were sitting with me for the second half, so I kind of know your thoughts. But tell everyone listening and in the comments um, 
what you thought about Wednesday. Yeah, well, firstly, on the team, I didn't know the team until I met you up in the concourse in the club deck and you told me because I'd missed it on my way up in the car. And um, aye, the team, when I seen that team, I kind of got what I expected to see from the ensuing game that, uh, that followed. Um, but I was thinking actually today about it and see, other than Kamara, if that game had been a meaningful game for us, that was probably a strong one of the strongest teams we could have sort of fielded with the players available for selection. Um, obviously, without with the exception of um, Kamara there, that one really shocked me. You know, um, But the game itself, yeah, I thought it, it kind of turned into what I thought it would be. All four goals were from defensive errors, if you look at them back. Um, I thought Rangers grew into it a wee bit towards the end of the, the first half and then second half. It looked like it was going to be a fairly enjoyable evening. Not really any intensity to it from our part. Um, a wee bit surprised from Hearts faces. I thought they would be a wee bit more up for it because they were still, you know, obviously when they're playing, they don't know what the result of the Aberdeen game was at the time. So they were going into that game having to get points the three points that would maybe see them finish third or at least come going into the weekend here uh, aiming for third but that wasn't it didn't seem like they were playing like that and then yeah just as things looked as it was gearing up to say farewell to all the players I uh, hearts going score from a few defensive sort of errors and that their final goal yeah Carney obviously we done a post-match on it it was um Two calamities at the back for us to, to give goals. Wasteful in front of goal again, which Beals alluded to in his presser today. Um, in fact, today, his kind of opening line was good riddance to this season, which is um, exactly what I think a lot of Rangers fans are thinking. But I had a funny feeling Wednesday night, Carney. You've obviously you've got Alan McGregor in there that hasn't started for a while. Morelos started. It was, um, it was very end of season, but... Obviously, Hearts had something to play for, but in terms of us, I thought it was quite flat, to be honest, as a, as a performance. Yeah, it wasn't great. Mate. It wasn't. A, I've had better Wednesday nights, put it that way. I think it was it, the, the emphasis was put too much on who we were saying goodbye to, mate. That's the, the be-all and end-all of, of it all, because it, it, it points, it felt like a testimonial match, and yeah. it felt like we were there just kind of just dare to watch the like you know when you go to these legends games and stuff like that and it's one of those kind of games and then obviously a wee bit of needle happened within it when um Naismith tried to wind up Morelos and then it all got a bit a bit heated. Uh I thought hearts were pretty dirty at times, but again not dirty, just probably quite clever and trying to stop Rangers from from breaking on them. Um but uh, yeah the game itself mate it's not one I'm ever going to really sit down and watch ever again. Um I might watch the highlights from like the Cheerios and all that, but it's I'm at the very much at the stage where the league finished on Wednesday, yet we've got to play a game tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, I've, we've got a game tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a poor performance all round. It was just very, not really much in it. And I think the, there was almost too many changes changes made. Um, Glenn Kamara getting brought in, I, I'll never understand why. I just, I don't. I literally don't get it, especially if he was trying to put him in the shop window. He did very little for any team to be attracted to him. So, okay, as what it is, mate, um, a ridiculous, a ridiculous game in terms of defensive errors from both teams, really. And yeah, just the the same old story, mate. If we've witnessed all season that we just don't have out and out finishers or nobody with that deadly finish um, that we, that we're really going to need going forward. So no, it was. 
again, it's just, it was what it was, mate. I, I, we, as we walked down Plaza Road after it, we even said amongst each other, I don't even think I'm particularly bothered that it was two each. No, it it, it didn't it didn't mean anything in the, in the grand scheme of it. The, the league's gone. I know me and Scotia looked at um, when Rangers were winning at one point and, and Celtic were getting beat by Hibs, and at that point, the... the the difference in points was actually five points, which is bizarre because we've, we've yeah. been miles away this season. Obviously, they've they've turned off because they won the league weeks ago, and that's you can understand that. Um, but Scotia, that's undefeated at Ibrox uh, in the league this season. It doesn't feel like that. Is is there any games you can really think of at Ibrox this season that you walked away and thought that was enjoyable? Obviously, apart from the old firm a couple of weeks ago, but a lot of games at Ibrox this season for Rangers have been a, a severe slog, and it's mainly because we struggle to break teams down and we can't score goals. Yeah, walking away from it, in fact, it's interesting. The two ones that probably spring to mind are the two wins that we had against St Mirren, the 5-2 most recently in the 4-0 earlier in the season. All the other ones, like you say, they've been they've been Ryan's two ones, or you know, or they've, they've certainly felt like two ones, or you know, very sort just got there. Yeah, it's it's not been absolutely brilliant at Ibrox this season at all. Maybe the the game against um, it was it USG as well. Obviously coming in, it turned that game around, you know. But that's going back to the very very start of the season. It's like you say, it's it's good that it's a un, undefeated at home over the course of the season, but it's not been the most enjoyable at home over the course of the season. I would say, I would say the majority of our best performances have been away from home this season. In the yeah, it, can it, I mean, Ryan says in our group chat quite a lot, it's, 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 been a, it's been a slog going to Ibrox this season. It really has. It's like Scott, we're, we're scrambling for games to think about. i just seen um, somebody put Rangers into a pub. The Aberdeen game before Buell came in, I remember that. I think it was a four-one or something, Rangers. I think. Yeah. Um, there, there hasn't been much to shout about Ibrox this season at all, and you can throw European football in there as well, can you? Which was which was shocking at Ibrox in the group stages, but it's um, hasn't it been a great place to go to Ibrox this season at all? No, it hasn't, mate. It's been one of those kind of jokes that we we always we've had throughout the season, especially with you saying. I expect Rangers to put on a performance at Ibrox, and I'm like, mate, <laughs> just <laughs> as longer it went on, as yeah, as longer it went on, it was just not, it was never going to happen. It was a real slog, mate, um, especially under Gio. It was it was hard work. And do you not think that Giovanni van Bronck has been our manager already? Feels like a million years ago. That's the way. That's yeah. how long this season has felt. It's felt very, very long. But no, there's been no real one you can kind of say we were superb or we were at our absolute best because I don't think. The team as a whole is at its absolute best based on where we are in terms of players coming to the end of their career. And it's a very much a, it was a transition season, if that makes sense, with players probably realising quite early on that they weren't going to be here the following season. So, yeah, I, I can't really pick in one out. Yeah, Aberdeen game, yeah, Rangers were good. We, we were good, but there's it's, it's, it's been very rare, mate, that we've left going, that was superb. That was absolutely superb. It hasn't really happened. Obviously, the Celtic game, I, I enjoyed that. Of course I did, but at the time of the season that it's at. But I think that's probably, the if I'm to hang my hat on one thing this season, it probably will, would be that without making myself sound too tinfoil hat wearing that it was so important for us as fans to get something to cling on to, to go into next season and to see that they can be beat. Um, they, they can claim they were playing a B team or whatever. That, 
that's fair enough. They can do what they can. They can have that claim if they like. But Rangers were really good that day in terms of our attitude and our application of of the game plan. I don't think we were again at a free flying best in terms of. Um, football in terms of the way we were moving the ball around but there were certain moments of the game that we were really good and it was more than enough to, to comfortably beat Celtic and it's always good when you cuff them so yeah um, that would be the only one for me mate that I would think right well that's something to build on it's something to build on going into the summer um, but in terms of the rest of the I mean I can't even talk about Europe because <laughs> it hurts <laughs> just how bad that I mean I'll, I'll never forget sitting down next to you after the uh, the Liverpool game, I don't think my dad left about 80 minutes or something like that. I came down and sat both the used to, and it looked like you had been 12 rounds with Tyson. I was looking at both of you, and you're just like, like that's kind of glare on of like, what are we watching here? What are we watching? Because it was an absolute disaster. It really was. But yeah, um, I, I think it's still important the fact that we are still consistently picking up his points at Ibrooks, and we're not it's still becoming a place that play, um, other teams don't want to come to. But in terms of performance levels, um, I'd, I fully expect a, 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 an increase in them and, and a, a vast improvement in them as well. Because at the end of the day, I think Bill likes to play entertaining football. Gio doesn't. Um, I bet he just didn't suit the Scottish game or not, but it just didn't. It wasn't very attractive to watch, but I think Bill wants to play attractive football. I mean, you're bringing in players like Cantwell, you're definitely wanting to excite the fans because he's a very exciting player. So, yeah, I am already looking forward to next season, mate, to see what our, our performance levels will be like at Ibrox. Yeah, no, I think majority of Rangers fans are. I, I, think, I think next season with the players he's, he's looking to bring in, it's an exciting time at Rangers, what's happening. So, um, yes, the summer, if it can come quick, I would like that. Obviously, we've got some friendlies to, to come up to, but um, I'll bring that. I'll bring that up shortly. So, one obviously, Scotia, the five guys who are leaving: um, Kent Morelos, Arfield, Alan McGregor, and Phil Hollander, who has been found from somewhere. We all wondered who Hollander was. Me and Carney kind of had our say on the five of them leaving. We. I know the three of us stood their iBooks and, uh, and applauded them. They have um, they have done well in a Rangers shirt. A lot of them, Alan McGregor for me is a obviously a Hall of Famer. Two spells at Rangers, what a fantastic career he's had. The other ones I think we'll look at formerly Scott Arfield. I think it's been a fantastic signing. But I, I said in the post match week, I thought it was slightly over the top for a group of players that, let's be honest, they've only won they won a major title for us, and it was a big title they did win back a Scottish Cup getting to European final, but they failed us a lot a lot of times. I just thought it was for me, it was slightly over the top. I don't know what your thoughts were on it. No, I disagree. I don't think it was over the top at all. To be honest, I think they deserve to get a send off because like you say, yes, this season's not been great, but for what they've given to the club, you know, Arfield's been in what well, he was um Gerard's first signing, wasn't he, Scotty Arfield? Um, so you know, you, and Morelos has been here a season or two before that. Um, McGregor's obviously over the two separate spells. Um, no, I think they, they, they did deserve something like that. Um, to be honest, I thought to be honest, I thought all they would do was would do the wee, the wee bit that they'd done that we'd stayed for, where they walked up with the players and sort of clapping and the players having a wee moment, but they from what I've heard, they've went round and done like a lap round the stadium, which again I think's fully deserved. And you can't, I don't. This is where I disagree with saying over the top. Look how many people actually stayed around 
till the till the end, you know. And obviously, we ended up leaving after the first wee bit, but um, there was still loads and loads of seats filled um, while they were doing that. And if you look at Ibrox in a normal match day, you know, ha- over half of those seats are empty by what eighty three minutes. So no, I think that's I think true. it was well deserved. Yeah, no, that's that's entitled to have your opinion on it. I, I just thought, Carney, it was. Obviously, we stayed to clap them, but I just thought of a season that has been. Let's. It's been a disaster of a season. I just thought it was for me. It was slightly over the top. I, I'm not saying these players haven't contributed to Rangers over the years. They have. Al McGregor, I, I put aside. I'm, I'm looking at your Morelos, Kent's, and all that. I think they're down tools this season. Arfield's been a fantastic signing for us. He really has. But I, I just thought it was. For me, it was over the top. I don't know where you sit, Can. I don't know if you're in my camp, Scotia's camp, or on the fence. <laughs> Probably somewhere in between the both of you. Before I go any further, Dundee Taylor and Andy Hillis, both of them have bought the three coffees for the podcast, three coffees each for the podcast. Thank you so much, lads. I really genuinely do appreciate that. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, over the top. Right, I think some of it was, yes. I, I, I don't like... I don't like the. I know the lap of honour is almost the manager wanting to say thank you very much to the fans as well. I do get that, and because there was so many leaving, then it could maybe be justified. But you're not carrying around a big shiny thing, um, so I'm not really interested in clapping. I, I just that's my opinion. Okay, that's just that's the way I feel about it. I thought you should have done the wee bit that you done, yeah, the wee guard honour for the players, yes, and then turned round, waved to the crowd, and go off. I just don't like the the walking round bit was so the UB could sing the songs to the Rangers players when they got round. There, that was the only reason what it was for. Look, it is what it is. Some like it, some don't. For me, it was a wee bit over over the top. What I will say though is the reception um, that Scotty Arfield got when he was coming on was incredible. Um, the reception with Morelos was coming off was incredible. Um, I, I I thought it was I thought it was really nice of the crowd to do so um, after and what Bill said after a trophy this season for us um, to give players that, that sort of reception. I thought it was a, a really nice touch. Um, McGregor, yeah, a bona fide legend, mate, always will be. I think Morelos and time, mate, will be remembered very, very fondly. I loved Alfredo Morelos. I, I've, I've never denied that I did. This season hasn't worked out for him, whether it's because he's known from early on he was leaving or whatever it was, I, I don't really know. But um, I loved him. I absolutely, I absolutely adored him. And I, I will miss that crazy little man. I really will. Uh, the celebration and everything, mate, we're going to need to figure out something else that we can do to each other when a player scores because uh, we can't do that to each other anymore. But um, And yeah, uh, say Alanda. <laughs> I'd seen Alanda come out. I was like, oh, he's there. <laughs> Somebody's found him. He's there. Uh, but if, somebody said he still had a moon boot on, but he doesn't. He, was, he walked, didn't have a moon boot. No, he was, he was, he was walking fine. Yeah, yeah he was, when he came out. But I think, as far as reports are aware, he's miles away from playing football. So, quite like, rightly, he goes. And Ryan Kent, yeah. I don't know why he was dressed like he was in a JD sports advert. Um, or That's like right, he just, yeah, no. <laughs> and he was just about to get on his just about to get on his flight to go to wherever he's going. I, I didn't like it to an extent though, because I thought the players are meant to be, I thought they were meant to wear suits to the home games. Am I wrong? And that I think they are meant to. When saying that Alanda wasn't wearing a suit either, so no I, will, I think Alanda was wearing a tracksuit, I think. I think he was wearing a tracksuit. Okay, it doesn't matter. He was, wearing, a, he was wearing the great Alanda was wearing that Grey Rangers tracky. Yeah. Training but um, yeah, as I say, it was. I'm probably more kind of half and half, mate. I, I didn't like the announcement halfway through, like halfway through the, the second half. Please stay at the end and all. I was like, 
everybody knows, do you know what I mean? It's not as if people don't know, like there's no need to do that. But thoroughly deserved for um uh, Alan McGregor uh, and and Scott Arfield. Um I think they've been they've been great Alan McGregor in particular. And I say I think Kent maybe not been remembered as fondly. I think he was important in Europe some European games. Uh, I don't think you it, it'll these kind of latter couple of seasons that he had with us weren't great in terms of stats wise um, so they might not be as fondly remembered but I, there's just no doubt for me that Alfredo will be remembered fondly because he's our all time top European goal scorer yes we had to play a million um, a million uh, qualifiers but he still has to score in the qualifiers so yeah, um, I think time will be kind to, uh, to Alfredo. But it's right, it's right that everybody, it's right what we're doing, it's right who's moving on. As hard as it is to admit it with Scotty Arthur because he's such a lovely and genuine bloke, but it's right that we we move on now. Uh, and I, I I like that. Bill's been ruthless to an extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish them all the best moving forward. Alan McGregor is going to retire. I'll be interested to see. I feel I think Arfield have a lot of options to go places. Um, Ryan Kent and Morelos, that's the two I'm interested to see where they go next in their career and what happens with their career because they're they're, st- they're still young guys. So I'll follow them with interest and, and wish them all the best. But um, no, we will look back in years to come fondly because they have contributed to Rangers. Um, but yeah, it's an end of an era and we move forward and we move forward and we had a new signing unveiled on Wednesday night, Scotia. Kieran Dowell. From Norwich, 25 years of age, started his career at Everton. He's been at Norwich for three years. Um, he played he played in the Premier League with Norwich as well, 19 games. He's obviously played with Cantwell, described as a, an attacking midfielder, can play, play along the front line as well. He's left-footed. Uh, Beal did say about when we've lost Jody, but obviously we've not kind of replaced that natural left-footed player, similar to Tom Lawrence as well. I know you're going to tell everyone in the comments and listen, Scotia, exactly who Kieran Dowell is. That's why I came to you first. What's your thoughts on um, on, on Kieran Dowell as the as the not as the first signing in in the summer? Uh, cheers for that, Ali. Because I'm an avid, avid watcher of the English Championship, as everyone knows. Um, no, to be honest, um, I probably. Yeah, I don't pay much attention to the English Championship if I'm being completely honest. So sometimes when these signings come in from here, I look at them. They don't fill me with much as much enthusiasm as maybe players from other leagues that I watch a wee bit more of. Um, but from what I've heard from people about him, he seems to be a decent sort of player. I've been listening to some of the updates from Heart and Hand through the week and they've been kind of mentioning that, um, speaking to Norwich fans, that he's they've been seen as a clever attacking midfield type player, not as good as Cantwell. And when I heard that, you know who, I mean, Kerry sprung to my mind. It's like, Scotty Arfield, because Scott Arfield's like a clever, intelligent, attacking, sort of midfield type player. And I was like, that a younger version of him, only 25 year old. Listen, it's a Bosman. Um, first bit of business, I think that's a decent bit of business because we've only got a limited budget that we can work with. So being able to bring players in that are going to contribute to the team, which obviously Beale does think, because I think Beale's worked with him in the past as well, um, is only good. Um, listening to his interview as well, you know, it was pretty encouraging to hear things like Beale speaking it months ago about coming. Obviously, the rumours have been flying about a wee bit. I think he was up in uh, Glasgow with Cantwell, either last weekend or the weekend before. I think he'd come up and was kind of getting shown around. So, no, it's a good start, I would say. Um, obviously, I think the attacking area is where we need to improve because 
Beals alluded to this when you might come on to it when you speak about his press conference, but since Gerrard's come in really domestically, we've struggled to break teams down in that attacking sort of area. Yes, we've had some really good performances, but we've not been converting those opportunities and chances into goals and into like a, a decent, significant wins and things like that. So I can only be a good thing. He's also pretty good that he's also played with, obviously Cantwell most recently, but he would have played with Lawrence when he was out with Derby and obviously Lundstrom. It's what Sheffield United did in Everton as well. I think he would have played with him there. So it's good that he's coming in and he, know, he knows a few of the lads, hopefully get settled fairly quickly. And we'll just see see where it takes us. Yeah, can I? A lot of people turn their nose up at players because I've never heard of Kieran Dowell from, from Norwich. It's like, why are we sending players from Norwich? But Todd Cantwell's an example of you can get gems down there. Um We'll just need to see what this boy's like. If he, if he was, had a fancy name or a, a, he was from Argenti- Argentina or something, we'd all probably get excited probably because of the fancy name. But because he comes from, from Norwich, folk have said he's injury prone. I've looked into it. He hasn't really been injury prone in his career. It's, it's just, I think no. it's just this season. He's been unfortunate. <clears throat> so he isn't injury prone. He's a good age, 25. Like I say, he's played in the Premier League with, with Norwich um, and he's a free transfer. So... I think it's a good bit of business. And as Scotia said, it's a guy middle to front and he scores goals as well. And it's something we lack in the in the front line. Yeah, it's a very low risk signing for Rangers, I think. Um considering where he's been playing football. I think it's I think it, it kinda makes sense. All the reports that I'm hearing about him are are good. I think the injury prone thing's just our scar tissue of always having injured players signing injured players. Uh, you're right though, he's not um he's not injury prone, he's just been injured this season. It's just one of those he's a footballer, it's gonna to happen to him from time to time. So I'm not particularly worried about the injuries. He's got an absolutely cracking song. Um his song oh, is That's so- been my head see since Ryan put that in the group Yeah, chat. his oh, song God. is brilliant. For those that don't know it's Kieran Dow 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 Dow. It's I quite <laughs> like it. I think that's quite good. Um no doubt the UB have already been training for that one and uh, ready to sing it as soon as, as soon as they see him in a, a Rangers jersey. So, no, in terms, of, it, it makes sense the signing for the area, the pitch that he plays in, the kind of player that he is. It's something that we need. Uh, I'm all for him having chemistry with with Cantwell and um, with Lawrence. That's great because that's a that's a that's a the three of my midfield every day of the week probably when they're all fit. Obviously with Mishido, but I don't think he's coming here to just sit on the bench. I think he'll be coming yeah. here to push for a starter because of where he's coming from. His wage is going to be pretty decent, there's no doubt. Um, he's going to be on a, a quite a significant wage because you don't come up here for for buttons if you're you're in um, if you're in England because he would have had offers in England. I've, I'm pretty sure he would have had offers um, elsewhere. So no, it's one of the ones that you will need to wait and see me and judge him when when you see him because I'm I'm the same. I don't I don't know anything about the about the lad. I don't know. Um, I've never seen him play. I might have seen him play not inadvertently knowing who he was, if that makes sense. I might have, The game might have been on and I might have been looking at a screen at one time while he was playing, but I don't know anything about him. But everything about this thing, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. It's a good bit of business to start off with when it's going to be one of many. Look, we are Rangers fans. We're going to pull apart every signing that any that, that the club choose to make because it's who we are. It's what we do. I just, I am hoping that the, the rumours of us looking further afield are true and we start seeing people that have maybe not played in England before. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, we do dip into the English market quite a lot, and that's Bill's background. He's he's been in the English the English leagues for years. 
he's got contacts there. He obviously has. He's obviously he's worked in um, Brazil as well, Bill. But the English market is one he knows, so he's dipped into it. So yeah, be interesting to see this boy. Good age and everything. He ticks the box, he scores goals. So yeah, it's first of many um, signings that will be in the door with Angels this summer. There'll, there'll be a lot of players coming in. So. Yeah, there's enough time to get excited for some maybe some foreign players coming in with fancy names. <laughs> but before we move on to the, the next part of the show, it's time for my favourite part. I'm going to put a bit more enthusiasm. Yes, please do. Yeah, I was about to say that to you. Please do put a bit more enthusiasm. Pellers for folk in the comments last time about my manscape. I was, <laughs> was it monotone, I think the word was, a lot of people yeah. use. So I'll, I'll try and be more enthusiastic with it. It is quite a long spiel to read, folks, in the comments. I've actually so, um, adjusted it for you, actually. I think you, you'll find when you read it, it's slightly different than it was. Don't worry, there's nothing in it that's going to put you off. I know you're like... Don't worry, I read it earlier on. You'll just read it earlier on. Yeah. I looked yeah, for no, a red it. It's slightly easier for you to read, so hopefully it's... Put a bit of gusto into it, mate. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. Time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone is aware by now that nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped have released the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and motor, you can feel the power in the palm of your hands. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUB at 22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping to enjoy spring's air, fresh air, by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 and all your face hole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you'll receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let's Manscaped get part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hairs is ever out of place. It's time to level up your grooming game, save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped. Your nose, ears, body and balls will thank you. Well done, much mate. Better. That was much better. Much better. Round of applause, everybody in the comments. Thanks very much. That was much better. Congratulations, Ali. You'll get your end of season bonus now, mate. <laughs> I've been giving them lessons, Carney. Yeah, yeah I know. to be fair. Tell. was very polished last week. That was he wasn't nervous last week. It was some performance <laughs> you put in last week, Scotia. So I had to up my game this week. It didn't go off to a great start in the podcast with the technical difficulties. So um, but we're into it now, so no, Manscaped, brilliant. Scotia's favourite. Scotia loves the boxers as well. He's probably got them on now as we speak. But moving on, we have another friendly announced. Obviously, we have the Al McGregor testimonial against Newcastle. When Newcastle is getting the full broom loan, I think, or they're getting 9,000 tickets or whatever. The, the UB are getting moved into the Copeland for a trial singing section, which we could probably discuss at a later date, to be honest, but that'll be interesting how that gets on in terms of um, safety. Yes, I, th- I, think it, I think it will. We could be here all day talking about that, so maybe we talk about that another time. But we have one just announced this week against Hamburg. I think we've all been screaming out for years to play teams like this who we're associated with, and what a great friendly. Saturday, 22nd of July, 3 o'clock kickoff. Couldn't ask for any better. 
I even thought, I know, Carney, you were having a wee, not a moan, but Dal McGregor prices for the Newcastle game is 25 quid, which I agree with you. I thought it was steep for a friendly. Um, I know it is Al McGregor's testimony, but this I thought was reasonably priced, Carney. £15 for adults, £10 for concessions, £5 for children, and £1 for junior MyJers members as well. Carney, I'll come to you first. Three, three o'clock on a Saturday, oh, end of July against Hamburg. They'll bring some support over. Obviously, the two clubs um, have a good history with each other. This is going to be a good day out, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Yes, I am absolutely buzzing about that. See, as soon as I seen that announced, I actually got the wee hairs of my face stood up, mate. Where I thought, oh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Three o'clock on a Saturday, man, for that. That's a very smart move by the club. That I honestly think that'll be close to a sellout. I'm not kidding on. Yeah. Um, for that game, I think you'll be close to a sellout for that. Because uh, they'll bring a they'll bring a good crowd over. They'll be they'll be just as buzzing to come over as we are as uh, to welcome them here. Um, my only criticism of it is it's not in Germany because I would have loved to have went over there for that. Absolutely love to have went over there for that, but no, what a friendly mate! Yes, I was like definitely, man, all for that. I think that's absolutely great. We've been calling for this for ages for us to do something like this. Uh, so no, very, very good move by the club. Very, very good move. Uh, I'm very excited about that. That should be a cracker of a day out, mate. That's uh, that's definitely one that I'm. Um, that'll be a, a breakfast, mate, and in the pub for <laughs> for about eleven, half eleven. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. uh, I'm. Definitely looking forward to it, mate. I think it's a, a cracking move by the club. Yeah, hopefully the weather's good as well. That could add to it. Viceroy's uh, beer garden as well could be used that day. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Scotia, is this the first of the club listening to the fans in terms of Bisgrove and, and the hot seat now? We've been going on about, I think as, as a podcast, I've been going on about this game um, for a few seasons now about this. But for it to actually happen in the summer, Scotia, it's an exciting friendly, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one because, to be honest, I still don't know what the Newcastle game is. Is it a testimonial game? Is it pre-season? No, it's Alan McGregor's testimonial against Newcastle, but we've been told it's going to get used as a pre-season game for the squad, which is a bit different to a norm- what you would expect to be a normal testimonial-type game. What's so the date, what's the date for the McGregor win against Scotia? Is it, is it, is it before this game 18th? or is it after? I think it's, it's the Wednesday was, night yeah. before. It's the Wednesday night before, I think. Uh, so this one, yeah, Saturday, like you say, a Saturday 3 o'clock game, ideal. Um, you know, The majority of folk probably not working, get along to it, like you say, Hamburg more than likely bring a massive support over. In fact, you might need to give... Well, you wouldn't need to give them the full room. We could all mix in together because there's such strong ties between this squad, but obviously from a policing point, they probably wouldn't want to do that. But there's no reason they couldn't. Um, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, earlier this season, Ryan was trying to get us all to go across to Hamburg for the Hamburg-St. Pauli game. Obviously, it just clashed. I couldn't, I couldn't do it at the time. Something that, yeah, I would love to do over to Hamburg to get a game in. This coming here, yeah, brilliant. Like you see, is it the, the club listening to the fans? Yeah, partially, I think. but Because I, I know we were screaming out for this, like, well, why didn't we do a friendly against Hamburg last season? And I think the reason for that is that it's all kind of tied into the disaster. I don't really want to mention it, but the disaster of the club, the board previously bringing forward the Sydney Cup idea. By the time that got canned, Hamburg had probably already tied up their own friendly fixtures last season, so at least we're getting it this season. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking day. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, 
That's two home games at Ibrooks. To be fair, the way things are going this this summer with us and how busy we are and things happening, that might be our end of season day out. Yeah, <laughs> that I might was, actually have to be that far away, to be honest. I did I did think about that, Carney. I was I was looking at dates and I thought that's a three o'clock Saturday going to Ibrooks. That that's that could be um that could be the club at twenty two end of season day out. So yes, if um, Ryan's not on holiday, I know Ryan's on holiday usually, so we'll need to speak to Ryan to see if he's um, maybe do, available. May, yeah, we could maybe do a live a live Viceroy pod the week before. Hmm, now I'm thinking. Now yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, we could. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we can do something. But yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic friendly and it'll be interesting to see who we play the end of, end of July. Do we go away somewhere? I know mm. the... The fans like a nice away trip in the summertime, so it'll be interesting if we have a, a decent away trip for the for the support to go down and enjoy themselves. But yes, yeah, so it'll come it'll come when it comes. But moving on, the the presser today, uh, young McCroke, Robin McCrory was the the player, but I, I don't take much for the player. I want to be honest; it's just a generic thing. But Michael Beale was asked several questions today. Interesting. Comments from Beale today. I thought I'll start with one comment. Carney. He was asked. He was asked about Steve Davis in terms of he's going to be staying with the squad in terms of his rehab. He's going to be around the squad, and he added about an experienced. He would say a Rangers man, Rangers player potentially joining the backroom staff is a link because what he said previously with the previous managers has been that there's been no guy there as a as a link man, if you want to say, in terms of who knows the club, etc. And he did mention this, if somebody wants to come into a coaching, um, if they want to go down that route and join his um, staff, and he did say there should be someone someone joining his staff. That I thought that was quite interesting, Carney. Whether it's Steve Davis or not, I expect him to still play football, but I quite like that because it, it's good to have a guy who knows what the club's all about in your squad. I couldn't agree more. And Steve Davis is like the utmost professional you ever meet. Um, really, the way he presents himself, the way he acts on and off the pitch, he's a he's a role model for anybody wanting to play for Rangers. He's a legend of this club, mate. Um, for what he's achieved over these two spells at the club, he's um he's a fantastic role model to have, and a guy that thoroughly gets it. A guy that's lived the dream, literally lived the dream. Um, so <clears throat> it was an interesting comment by Bill. I, I I agree, mate. I thought. He's definitely looking for. He's looking for someone. He's looking for someone. I know we've had it kind of previously, um, or we tried to do it previously. I think we tried to do it with Kishinya. Was it you, Kishinya Johansson? Wasn't it Johansson? We tried to do it, and obviously Kishinya was a disaster. Uh, so that didn't really didn't stick. Didn't really stick. Uh, but as well, like even having players like Kevin Thompson when he was here, I think that's so important. I, I generally do. I mean, Kevin Thompson isn't a Rangers fan. He isn't, but the guy completely understands what it is to play for Glasgow Rangers and what you have to be to, to play for Glasgow Rangers. And uh, But, I mean, Steve Davis is he's a boyhood fan, do you know what I mean? And he, he's he's been here and done it and bought the T-shirt and then come back and done it all again. And I think it would be a great move. Uh, it's not one that you would find me having any objections with, with a guy like Steve Davis being uh, involved in around the team uh, and being that guy that when players come to Ibrox that he kind of, doesn't take them under his wing as such, but kind of shows them the ropes, shows them exactly what it's all about, and almost 
keeps it in check, um, kind of keeps everything in check. Uh, I think he will be a fantastic coach. Whether he wants to go into management or not, I don't know. Uh, but again, I just want to say I think it's absolutely fantastic by the club not to just let Steve Davis walk out the door um, this summer when his contract expires to keep him around in order to let him finish his rehab with the club is the it's the very very least the guy deserves for his Rangers to create career to finish the way that it has is a, a real shame it's a real shame however I think that will be forgotten about in time because uh, a guy is an absolute an absolute star a role model and everything that is to be to be a Ranger yeah Scotia Steve Davis like Bill said in the press today he wouldn't want him to go out as a as a freak training incident and that's that's him going for Rangers. Uh, I thought it showed a bit of class for Rangers keeping him there, going through his rehab. Like Carney says, he's he's a role model. Steve Davis, the young players coming up through the ranks. Look at him. Look at the way he lives his life. Look at how many caps he's had for Northern Ireland. Never on the back pages of papers since he's been with Rangers, even a, as a as a younger guy. Um, he has a front role pages. model. But, uh, front pages. Yes, front pages. Front pages. Sorry, it's been plenty of back pages. Yes, but front pages I'm on about there. Yes. Um, what what was your thoughts though on the what I was talking about? Bill alluding to maybe a Steve Davis, maybe not Steve Davis, but a player along those lines possibly joining the his, um, his staff. Yeah, well, firstly, before that, like you and Carney said there, um, I think it's brilliant what the club are doing. But I expected no less, and particularly for a player like Stephen Davis, who's you know been with us over the, two, the periods that he's been here for a many, number of years. So um, I expected nothing less. Uh, the right thing to do is to get him back up and running because I think it's not until December he's kind of due back and yeah. obviously that's without any setbacks which Beal kind of, kind of did mention that in his press conference as well he did, I don't I think he would maybe just saying this but he did kind of say once we get there we'll then see because he didn't he completely dismiss that oh would Rangers then offer him like say that he comes back fully fit would Rangers offer him like a six month contract to the end of like next season you know he, that was I thought he was maybe getting at something like that but in terms of your question around bringing him into the, the backroom team, yeah, I can fully see the merits in it. It's something that we've discussed often enough that you need players in here or ex-players come in and do that. My only concern is doing it from right after you finish playing for the club and jumping straight into it because you don't know how they're going to be. Everything points in the direction that Davis would be an excellent coach because, of, like you have mentioned, the way he conducts himself and the way that he's played the game of football throughout his career so far. Um but I've just got that slight niggly feeling that sometimes it's maybe better go away, go away from what is the goldfish bowl of Glasgow, get used to what you're doing, and then potentially come back and you know be better at it. Getting thrown straight in could lead to a bit of a, oh you're no good, and then straight out the door kind of thing. I suppose I've got slight, slight hang-ups about McCoy's becoming the manager. Put it that way, um, in terms of stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't see any harm if. If, like I say, everything points in that direction that he would be really good at it, yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, I, just, I thought it was interesting with Bill when he was, when he was speaking about today, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Another comment um, that he mentioned after, I think it was Hearts, he did say something about it's not just going to be young players coming to the Rangers, there will be ones with grey hair, I think, was a kind of quote he kind of said. Kind of, he was asked this today in the presser in terms of, I think a lot of people have, have read between the lines and thought we're maybe bringing in a, a Jermaine Defoe type, if you want to say, a guy that's been round the block, or a veteran, if you want to say. He shot it down today in the press, Carney. He said we're not bringing veterans in. What he was alluding to, it was these players that have played in big teams, big leagues, and they've played in Europe, players with experience he wants to bring into Rangers. 
and I like that. I know he's been in Scotia's favourite part of the world, Italy, teasing us with pictures and stuff where he's been. But it, it, it gets the fans excited when he's talking about a bigger name player. That's what he wants in to add a bit of experience in the squad and not just a guy that's maybe 36 wanting to come up here for a holiday. I thought it was, um, yeah, it's quite interesting that. Yeah, Rangers on tour literally stole my what I was going to say that we're signing Ravenelli. Uh, that is that is literally what I was just about to say. Um, I think it's interesting that he's almost like Bill. Like we always say that sometimes he, he says too much, and then in other things he's quite coy about things, and he keeps cards quite close to his chest. He could be talking about anything there, really. In all seriousness, if you wanted to really break it down, you could you could be talking about absolutely anybody. Um, if he wants to bring Lukaku, is Lukaku still playing it in Italy, Scotia? Yes. Uh, if he wants to bring Lukaku, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, but no, I think Butland could fall under that category as well. Um, in terms of a guy that's played in a, a kind of major, he's been part of major, major teams, big teams. He's been part of, and he can under he understands that, and he's got a level head. I would imagine. Um, not that not that I think any keeper should have a level head. I think they should all be a bit mental. So I don't know why you would want to spend a career having footballs blasted at you all the time. But he could mean anything by it. Um, if he was going to do it, I mean, I, I I'm not really. I'm not really for any of the area having a any area of the pitch having a experienced or old not not experienced an older player and by old I mean like 33 plus maybe I'm not really for that I think it's time that we really concentrate on the the model that the 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 board are trying to work on in terms of the pillars of success that they say that we need to be buying players in that can build on what they already are and then we sell them on at a profit so I would like to see a real injection of youth into the team um, and but I don't mean like 17, 18 I mean like probably between 22, 25, 26, 27 something like that around that age guys that are pretty much reaching their peak or getting close to their peak I would uh, that's what I would like to see going forward uh, but I think actually, I think it was a wee bit tongue in cheek what he was saying uh, and could be uh, from what I took from what you've just said it could be Butland that he's talking about because that one looks like it might be back on or back on the table, mate. But yeah, still, still interesting. I'm still, I can't wait for it, mate. I just want to, like, can all the signings not just be tomorrow so I know who we're signing, please? Yeah, Scotia. I mean, it could be Butland. Just the way he was talking in the press, he was going on about a guy that's been experienced in Europe, experienced in... Has he played in Europe, Butland? Winning. I'm not sure with Palace. I don't know. I don't know if he has. But what was your take on that, Scotia? Obviously, you, you're a man that knows... Uh, the Italian league's very, very well. And I know he's been out there, but um, aye. I, I know he's got can. He says he talks too much sometimes. Bealey maybe gives us false hope, but I, I quite I quite like the wee line of, of potential players that he's looking to bring in alongside these other younger guys. Yeah, like you say, I think it was more clarifying the comment he'd made because he'd said the grey-haired thing. Everyone's yeah. expecting this experienced player to come in. And really, the only position that I would be looking to bring someone in that's, you know, in their 33 to sort of 35, 36 kind of area would only be centre defence because obviously Walter Smith done it so well with bringing in Weir and Egeog. Um, I've seen Johnny Evans you know, was linked. That was one that was Johnny Evans was one, obviously. Obviously, when he, the first time he was out in Italy, um, obviously of Chris Smollins playing at Roma and stuff like that, there was those were the kind of comments and maybe people are linking it to that. But I think today Kenny came out and clarified 
don't know what when he's talking about grey hair players, he's talking about players that have been there in stressful situations, played for a club like of the, the demands, the standards of Rangers, because as we all know, it's a completely different Kelly Fish from playing, no disrespect, but playing for your likes in Norwich to playing for a club like Rangers. Kieran Dowell yeah. spoke about it in his press conference. He's seen nothing like it in terms of going around the trophy room and things like that. So I think he's one, one of those players that nothing's going to phase him. Playing in the Goldfish Bowl, like Scottish football, the media scrutiny that will be on you, I think that's what he was kind of getting at. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to be in his mid to late 30s. It could be someone, you know, that's mid, mid-20s, you know, that's played a bit, been in it in hostile environments, played under that those kind of stressful situations. So... Yeah, you could read anything on it, really, but I think he did kind of put to bed the fact. Not saying that it, there won't be like a, an older type statesman player coming in, but I think he kind of put to bed that he wasn't really getting at that in the first interview or the first quote that he was quoted as saying. Yeah, <clears throat> they, they, they were pressing him on signings to dangerous stuff. They <laughs> can't come out and say, I we've got such and such signed. <laughs> they just can't do that. He did say to them, look, the, the transfer window doesn't open officially to the middle of June, so probably can't say a lot. Some of these guys could be contracted, so that they, they can't release it until um, until then, potentially. But I think from what he was saying, there's a few of them that are pretty much done deals. I think there might be a couple of guys in freeze that potentially will be, we'll hear in the next week or so, and then obviously we'll move into the transfer window and bring more players in. But he wants his business done pretty much for pre-season, for us coming back, and we can, we can hit the ground running with these players so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But moving on to the final game of this season, the longest Hurrah! season ever. Hurrah! <laughs> we, we are taking on St Mirren. I don't even know what their ground's called anymore, Scotia. Um, it's not even New St Mirren Park. It's, it's always got a different name or something. It's, sponsored it's, a, it's got a sponsor, a sponsor by the stadium at it. Yeah, it's, like, it's a daft one as well. It's like DSG or something like that, stadium. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow we've got a, a reporter from Club at 22 is going to be there um, live at the game. Scotia will be there, so if anyone's at the game tomorrow, go and meet Scotia, he will be there tomorrow. But St Mirren, I've got nothing to play for. I was They're, they're sitting sixth in the league. They can't even catch Hibs in fifth. Fifth can get our European place if Celtic win the Scottish Cup, which is more than likely, to be honest. So... But St Mirren are, are off, way off Hibs. They can't, they can't catch Hibs at all. Um, Beal did say Scotia that again interested in his um, his presser. He was asked about these players that kind of got a send off on, on Wednesday. Are they going to be involved on Saturday? And he kind of said no. Although I do expect maybe an Arfield to be in the bench potentially. He did say Cholak, who <laughs> we keep forgetting about, will come back in for um, Morelos. So I don't think Morelos will be on the bench. And the other one, which I found bizarre because he's not. He's not on a, a Bosman in the summer. He's, he's still contracted. Is, is Glenn Kamara is going to be out, and Bailey Rice is going to take his position in the team. Scotia. What was your what was your thoughts on that? Kamara, I thought was a, a, a weird one to say, but I think we all know that he's a player Rangers will look to move on in the summer. Yes. Yeah, because I mean Kamara's checked out since ever that move to wherever he was going didn't materialise, and we could have had Raskin a wee bit earlier if that had actually happened. But let's not let's not dwell on that. Um, no, I think that was that. Um, Morelos definitely won't be. I've seen the pictures of him flying down yeah, to London, playing, somewhere. playing early yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Bringing getting Cholak back in for the last game. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, great. <laughs> it's not going to tell us an awful lot. I mean, tomorrow's the, the definition of a dead rubber game, isn't it? No team with either anything to play for. And yeah, it's the one one away game I'm getting to go to is the dead rubber. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Carney, it was, it, was, it was interesting when he said that Wednesday night basically was the farewell for these players. And Tomorrow, like Scotia says, it is a dead rubber game. But at the same time, we still, you're Rangers, you need to win every game. We'll still want to win the, the match. But it was interesting. The Morelos one, I understand that the, the Camara one was the one that I kind of thought, all right, okay, because he played the other night and all of a sudden he's that, that's Bailey Rice has taken his position now. So it was a bizarre one if he put him in for the short window or it was a, a farewell to the fans. I don't quite know what it was on Wednesday. Um. Yeah, neither do I, to be honest. I think, um, usually, as you say, I don't want to try and pick apart what he said there um, too much, but to me, that's that you don't have to read too much into that. I think Glenn Kamara has been told that you can go um, because I don't understand. Thank you very much, Ray, for the donation, mate. Really do appreciate Thanks, that. Ray. That's magic, mate. Cheers. Um, I think he's been told he can go. Um, I don't understand why you would come out and publicly say that, um, that Rice would be coming out to replace him. So it looks like that's almost just letting teams know as well that you can come get Glenn Kamara if you wish. Because, I mean, what does it do for Kamara? Put it that way. Like, how does how does that make him feel? Do you know what I mean? It's not going to make him feel particularly good. So I would imagine that the conversation had already happened before even Wednesday night. Um, I think Kamara knows that he won't be playing football here next season. Um, and we will be looking to, we'll be looking to move if I'm on. I'm, I'm excited to see Rice coming in. I think that's good because from when I've seen the B team, I think he looks like a really good player. Obviously, he's still young. There's not, I don't want to fling him in at the deep end and um, play him from the start, which again, well, maybe we should because as, as Scotia said, it's it's a friendly tomorrow. It really is just a friendly. Um, we'll still all watch it. Of course we will. And I'm sure Scotia will enjoy his away trip one way or another. Um, I'm pretty sure he, he might be quite nervous about his away trip, so approach with caution, people, if you, if you see him. Um, but I think, I think the it's. I mean, it's. It kind of is what it is. Morelos is gone. Um, he's already away. I'd imagine Ryan Kent's also already away. I'd imagine that they they've and by away I mean they've either left the country or they're away doing their own business to try and get themselves um, a club for next season. So, yeah, um, and Antonio Cholak. <laughs> I mean... Um, looking yeah. for a goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, looking for a sniker. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, it will be interesting to see Cholak coming back in. Um, I'd imagine he will start um, on... Uh, tomorrow, so yeah, I mean, as uh, what it is, I say I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm absolutely buzzing to watch it. But I, I, if he decides to go with a bit of youth and starts a like Sir Rice, maybe starts Divine, maybe still King will King will start uh, and starts Rice. Then I'm, I'm interested to see how they get on. Why not? Why would you not play them? Because I say I think I think St. Mun could do something pretty similar. To be honest, I think they might a few from their ranks, a few lower down there, um, pecking order within their squad might get a, might get a run out against Rangers. Um, because I don't see any harm in doing so. So even I, even though it's a a pretty meaningless game, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of team that we decide to put out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I always remember that game before we went to Seville last season, and we played uh, Hearts, which was a, a dead rubber game, and we played a lot of young boys in that game. So it'll be interesting to see who plays the boy, uh, Bailey Rice. I mean, we what we talked about when that B team. I, I just think he's he's 
he's very composed for a boy of 16. He doesn't look a 16 year old boy. I, I would um, I would play him tomorrow. I really would for the start. I'd put him in there. Um, see what he's made of. He's played for Rangers in the first team before, so as if he's not played for us, he played for us at Livingston, I think, and he he, yeah. he did very well that day. So um, interesting to see what sort of teams we pick and what Buell goes for. But Scotia, St Mirren, uh, they a, a terrible run of form, to be honest. <laughs> they get humped <laughs> off Aberdeen 3-0 on Wednesday night. They get a guy sent off. They've not won in the last five games. As we said, it is a bit of a glorified friendly for them. They have nothing to play for, apart from pride, obviously. They'll want to go and win the game as well in front of their, their home support. What's your thoughts on tomorrow, your team and your scoreline? Yeah, to be honest, I've not even looked to see how St Mirren were doing, so that was news to me, what you told me there. Um, I've not kind of been paying attention to the other results in Scotland. Yeah, I've kind of checked out of that since, you know, the league was completely mathematically over for us. Um, yeah, it'll be a game of football. That'll be what it'll be. Um, you know, end of season game of football. I can't really. There's not much. Yeah, a couple of beers on you, Scotia, before you go. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there'll be plenty of nervous just drank. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also I'm looking forward to it a wee bit, but you know, end of season. See how lads do. Obviously, I think for it, the majority of folk, Wednesday night there was was the last game of the season. Yeah. Because I don't, it's again, it's a game that's not been broadcast on Sky TV again. That's another podcast in itself with the cracking Sky Television football deal that we've got. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to it. So, my team, right, going with McCrory, feel bad with this one. Tav, I did want to play Divine, but I think Tav will start. Uh, Tav, Suter King, and Yilmaz, midfield of Lundstrom, Raskin. Let's go with Bailey Rice to start. Lindstrom, Raskin and Rice. And then Cantwell, Lowry. And I'm not sure how bad like, where Cholak is in terms of fit because he's been out for a long, long time. So I'm going to start with Sakala up front. And I'll go... Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 3-1 Rangers with Cantwell to score first. Yeah, I'll take that. Carney, thoughts on tomorrow? Teams score. Yeah, it's interesting to see what he does. I would like, I would like to see him bring in um, Divine. Why not? I mean, honestly, why not? Tav doesn't have to play. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't give him give him a crash. I think he might play him at left back. Divine's played at left back before as well, so Tav is still there. Um, but yeah, same. I'll go. I'll go Divine at right back. The same. Other four um, at the back for us. Uh, midfield, I'll go for Rice, Raskin and Cantwell. Um, front line of Hadji, Cholak and... <laughs> I'm going to have to say Sakala, I'm going to. Yeah, in fashion Sakala. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Who else have we got? Who else is there? Who can play? Scott Arfield might play. Arfield could play. Or Aaron Lyle. Some I know some people have been putting ah, in the comments. Aaron Lyle contract. can play up there. Uh, yeah, Aaron Lyle would be interesting to see him play. Yeah. Um that'd be good. 
Or Lowry even, yeah. Somebody said Lowry as well. Yeah, it'd be good to see Lowry instead of um, Sakala. It'd be good to see Scotia starting instead of Sakala. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that. So no, um, I'm a bit of a mixed up team. I would, I would like to see it. I would like to see what what he does in terms of your kind of first team regulars and uh, some from the B team. It'd be, it would be good to see. And I just don't see why you wouldn't. To be honest, I know we always need to go on about needing to win, but I think. St Martin are not good and again this thing's happened I just checked the league there again this thing's happened if we win tomorrow the team in 7th is going to have more points than the team in 6th why does why is this league like this (laughs) absolutely does my head in Uh, so yeah I'll go for 2-0 Rangers and for Cantwell to score first another Cantwell goal my team's same back line as you guys, and then my midfields. I'm going to play. We've got a different back line. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ali, we've got a different back line. So, <laughs> so he always pays attention. He always pays attention, Scotia. Don't worry about it. Who did Carney have in it? Right, did he put Fine. the line in? Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought you were just going with Tav. Um, right, so I'm going with Tav. Um, Suter King, Gilmaz, Bailey Rice for me starting. Just put him in there. Raskin, Cantwell, and then a top three. Can't heal. Shit yourself here. Um, Cholak, <laughs> Cholak through the middle. Just play him. Just play him. If he, even if we get a half through from him, you can take him off. But Cholak through the middle, either side of him. The man face Ambia, Carney's favourite pal, and Carney's other favourite pal, Rafi Matondo, on the other side. And I'm going to go... I'm going to go 3 nil Rangers. And I'm going to go Matondo. First goal score. <laughs> Brilliant. Good luck Sorry. with that one, by the way. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Great odds for that. Great yeah. odds, mate. Yeah. No, I'm interested to see who he picks tomorrow. Probably none of us will get it right, to be honest. There'll be somebody in there. Hadji could start. Lowry. I don't know. He could start anyone, to be honest, tomorrow. He's, it's one of the games where he can like, do what he wants. He can experiment with a different formation if he wants. So, well, we'll find out tomorrow. But yes, that is us just ran over the hour, lads. So I would like to thank everybody in the comments tonight. Um, kind donation we had as well, too. And uh, yes, if you could like and share, that would be much appreciated. We are now over the 4,000. Our next milestone is 5,000, if we could get there. So that would be greatly appreciated yeah. if you could, um, if we could get to that level. But yes, before we go, I would like to thank my guest tonight. First of all, Scott Garney. Wasn't a good yeah, start that, from us, but we've ended well. I'm actually scared to click the outro button, mate, because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, thank you to the coffee buyers as well. And Anonymous has just come yeah. in and bought us five five coffees there as well, which is absolutely tremendous. Thank you so much, honestly. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, and season comes to a close tomorrow. I know not many people might, might not be many people choo- choosing to tune into the... Um, the reaction video tomorrow, the club reaction video tomorrow. So for everybody that's still here, I just want to say thank you to everybody for continuing with us again through this season. We've we've got to a, a stage where I didn't think we would really ever get to, and we're still we're still loving it as much as we did back at the start. Um, the way you support us is absolutely fantastic. I'm not a hundred percent sure 
we're not going away over summer. We'll, we will still be here. Um, there'll be at least one show a week, I think, going forward. Uh, but we're, we're not really sure yet. We've not had a, a chance to kind of sit down and discuss what we're going to do going forward. But we're not going to disappear. So don't worry about that. The Friday show will probably always be the one that remains, to be honest, because it's live and you can come in and interact with us. And we'll react to things as and when they happen with players leaving and players coming in. So, yeah, again, just thank you to everybody. Um, it's, it's been absolutely, uh, absolutely superb. And hopefully next season, we're all sitting here very, very happy and very delighted that it's the last game of the season but for completely different reasons um, not the season we wanted that's for sure but um, it's still an absolute pleasure to do this and to sit and get to speak to everybody and the people we meet as well going to the games and stuff it's just bonkers it really is absolutely crazy but we appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and thank you to the, the three clowns that do this with me as well they're, they're no half bad don't know who those clowns are he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, yes <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no, I echo everything Carney was saying. They're spot on. No, we appreciate it. It's, it's fantastic when people come and see us and out in the streets and stuff. It's, it's bizarre, to be honest, why they want to come speak to us clowns, as Carney put us there. But, um, it's, <laughs> Mate, um, I'm a clown as well. It's okay. Nah, no, four <laughs> it's right. that we are now, yeah. But no, but no, last but not least, the man they all tune in to see every week, Scotia. You're um, away to New St. I'll just call it New St. Man Park tomorrow. Good luck, and I will see you after. Someone put it in the comments. No, is that what it is? I will see you after the game tomorrow for a few beverages. Yeah, it's nearly, nearly not too long, everybody, until the season's over. And we, as Michael Beale said in his press conference, it can be a good riddance to it because it's not been a really enjoyable one. It's had some moments, but not overly many, unfortunately. For all of us that are support Rangers, um, but yeah, no, thank you for tonight, Ali. Thank you to all the listeners as well. Their comments always always crack me up at times, so I really appreciate that. And yeah, thank you, Carney. And yeah, speak to you next time, probably not tomorrow, but at some point in the coming week. Yes. So yes, one final game for Rangers to play tomorrow, and that is as we can relax for a couple of months. An exciting summer, I think we've all got um, lined up in terms of what players are going to be coming in the Rangers and we can start afresh next season. So yes, we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we'll be back tomorrow with some sort of match reaction against St Mirren, so we will see you then. Good night.